Hi, I'm Brian Horn with uh, Lawn and Landscape Magazine. I have on the phone Tron Jordheim. He's the CMO of Storage Mart. Uh, Storage Mart is one of the world's largest privately held self-storage companies. Uh, he's also consulted for companies, spoken at trade events, and has 40-plus years of experience in sales, marketing, and training. Tron, thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. And Tron, uh, Today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, just overall managing and, and, and being a better leader. Uh, leaders these days have a lot of lot of things on their plate. So I want to talk to you about some tips that they can implement today, tomorrow, to go in that direction. But first I wanted to ask, what, what would you say is the biggest challenge to becoming an effective manager? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges of becoming an effective manager is that you want your people to like you, but you can't really have them be your friends. Right? You have to be friendly with them, but you're the manager and you're the boss, and it's a little hard to draw the line there from being friendly and to being their friend. How do you do that? Because uh, that, that is a good point. That would be very difficult that you want to be a friendly boss, but you also are the boss. So how do you draw that line? Well, uh, one good way to do that is to listen a lot and listen well to what your people say and listen to the things that they're relating to you. But in your response, be careful that you keep a boss's attitude. So you're not swapping stories with them as if they were your buddy. You certainly can empathize with them and understand where they're coming from, but your response can't be to tell them uh, the same kind of story that they're telling you about something happening in their life. And that's a a tough thing to do because we're taught uh, when we have relationships with people and we have friendships with people, they tell us a story, we tell them a similar story. And that's very, very natural for us. So it's it's hard to stop doing that sometimes. Do you have any advice on how to approach employees to get to know them? Um, sometimes when, when the boss and the manager might come to an employee and try to get to know them sort of more on a, a friendly level, they might be a little taken aback. Is there a way to approach that situation? Well, you know what I find works pretty well is to have the employees show you something work-related that they're proud of. So one of the things that our, our president will often do, will go out in the field and visit the storage facilities and have the uh, self-storage manager show them around, show, them, show him some of the uh, special features at that property, and tell him how they talk about the property to customers and prospects. So it allows them to communicate with the boss and express things to the boss in a work-related way, but you have this interaction going on, and it allows them to get a little more comfortable. So, for instance, in your business, uh, you as the boss might go out and have one of the uh, workers show you how they like to get things done and some of the shortcuts they've figured out and some of the neat tips they can share with you and that allows them then to communicate with you in in an open way but it's not a friend-to-friend kind of thing so it still sort of protects the the boss standing if you will because you're kind of switching roles you're you're sort of educating them on something Right, and you're allowing them to educate you as well, so it's a, it's a fair trade.
Now, I was uh, reading some stuff. I think I saw this on your website, but one uh, other tip you had was to leave well enough alone. Can you explain that a little bit? Yes, yes. So we all want every one of our employees to be a star, but not everyone is a 100% performer. You've got lots of people that are 85 and 90% performers, and if they're 85 and 95% performers and they're reliable and they do what they're supposed to do and they take care of the team and they're good team players, hey, 85 or 90 is great. Right. Sometimes you take a person who's an 85 or 90 percent performer, and by trying to get them to 100 percent, you screw up all kinds of things. So sometimes it's better just to say, you know what, this guy's really good at what he does. He's easy to get along with. He's a good team player. I just need to leave him alone and let him do what he does. Should you uh, at least try once to maybe see if they could to go to maybe 95, 100% or be a star, or sometimes should you not even try that? Oh, I think you should try. And I think that's part of getting to know your people is to be able to say that, you know, I've worked with this guy on several things, and I think he's where he's going to be. I think he's performing at his best for what he can do, and it's great for me. I'm happy with that. Where uh, with other people, you'd say, I'm working with this guy, and I see he's progressing, and I'm going to keep working with him because I think he can progress some more. And that way you can kind of help employees get to their satisfaction level because that makes them a better employee, too. If, if I'm good at 90% and you know I'm good at 90%, I feel good about that. But if I'm a 100% player and I'm only giving you 90%, I don't really feel good about that. I want to give you more. And if you're not helping me give you more, I'm not so satisfied. So it's all, it's all part of kind of getting to know each of the people to see where they want to get to and what they can get to, and then, you know, help them get there. And in, uh, speaking of that, in our industry, there is a lot of, uh, in some segments, uh, a pretty uh, high rate of, of turnover. Is there uh, any advice you'd have for a leader who is, or a manager who's in that type of environment where you have people coming in and out? It might be because of you, it might be because of the job, it just might be for other reasons. What can they do to better that situation? Well, I think having an open uh, and honest discussion with people when they come in, when they're starting, to let them know what you expect from them and to have them tell you what they expect of the job, then it's easy to see if there's a match early. And as long as you keep repeating the expectations to them, then it's probably easy for them to find a comfortable spot where you're still comfortable with them. Sometimes what we do as managers is we kind of change the expectations on the crew and we don't always explain why we're doing that and we don't always do it in the smoothest way. And because sometimes employees don't get what today's expectations are, it makes them hard to, it makes it hard for them to stay. They just don't feel comfortable. So I don't think you can repeat the expectations enough times. It also makes it easy to reward them when they are meeting the expectations. And by a reward, it can just be a, hey, good job or nice work. You know, it doesn't have to be more than that, but it makes it easy then to recognize them when they are meeting expectations. Should uh, a leader write down expectations? Because, like you said, they might be changing them and not even know it. Is, is one way to make sure they are keeping expectations consistent is having them documented somewhere? Yes, it is. And I-
actually video is a great way to do that. Uh, the Storage Mart president went out and made a few videos of cleaning hallways and repairing carpets. Because in the storage business, the two things you never want your customers to see is a dirty carpet or a torn carpet in the hallways. Mm. Right? There's just something about that that makes the customer go, I'm not comfortable here. So uh, he showed uh, some best practices in keeping those carpets clean and, and some great tips on how to repair tears in the carpet. And he shows that video over and over again to employees so that that's repeating the expectation plus giving some practical tips plus showing everybody in the field, hey, if the president knows how to fix a carpet tear, maybe you should go learn how to fix a carpet tear. But it also really sets the expectation. So when he goes onto a property and sees a tear in the carpet and says, why is there a tear in the carpet? There's no secret as to why he's asking that, right? Everybody knows, ah, you know, big no-no, tear in carpet. So use video. You know, there's a lot of things in your industry that are done the same over and over and over again. So shoot some videos. So it's real easy for everybody to see Here's how the boss wants it done. Here's a video of the boss doing it. So there's no question how it should get done. Yeah, that actually would be a good thing for a, a landscape contractor to implement because they, uh, you know, like cleaning up around after after mowing. A lot of times, that's a big complaint from customers is that they left the the yard messy. And a video video of the uh, the actual owner cleaning up and showing how it done, I think, would would work well. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be anything, you know, expensive. Just do it on your mobile phone. Just shoot an iPhone video of it that you can share with everyone. Uh, and, and I think you're right. I think it would make an impact. If the crew saw a video of the owner cleaning up after a job, they'd understand how important it is to clean up after a job. Yep. It's a, it's a very good point. Well, Tron, that, yeah. that, that, that does it for my questions. I really do appreciate your time uh, this afternoon. Uh, do you have a, a website or anything uh, that you wanted to plug? Sure. Uh, go to uh, storage-mart.com backslash blog and catch up on some of the things that we're doing to communicate to our employees uh, and our customers. Uh, there may be a few things in there that will apply to your business as well. A lot of stuff that can cross over a lot of it, uh, any industry. I think so. Cool. All right, yeah, hopefully uh, people will check that out. And, Tron, uh, once again, thanks for your time. Well, thank you for your time.